Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles today. We're really excited to have two very special guests. Uh, We did a pre-record with iFlip Invest. I'm really, really interested in hearing more about the technology that they have and just in being able to help you uh, to to do better with with your investments. So we've done a pre-record, and uh, I've learned a lot uh, just in speaking with them. I do have a financial advisor uh, that we've been working with for many years, but this is just a new and novel way to look at investing. So I would like the engineers to go ahead and play the uh, first clip, and we'll have a little discussion after that. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. We are here at iFlip, here at the headquarters in Scottsdale, Arizona, with Randy. How are you? I am fantastic, Crystal. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, doing great. So I'm really happy to have you on the show today. We're super happy to be here. Anytime we get an opportunity opportunity to talk about what we do. We're excited and obviously we're big fans of Soaring with Eagles. Okay, well thank you, thank you. So we're here to talk about how technology is disrupting Wall Street. Yes. And I really love that title that we came up with for this show. It's a good title. (laughs) How technology is disrupting Wall Street. So some of us have financial advisors, we've made investments, and we're really looking at in this show how we can help the general public look at this in a totally different way. Absolutely. We like to say we help the average Joe trade like a pro. And through technology, we can do that. This technology didn't exist 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're now in a spot where we can leverage technology to even the playing field. Uh, There's been a, a myth or two that we've been told about Wall Street. So I want to just jump right into what some of those are. Okay, absolutely. Probably the biggest myth that has been put out to the public Mm -hmm. for years, like since the Great Depression, is that the best way to reduce your risk in investing is through diversification. That is, bottom level, that is one of the biggest ones. Another one is that you need to have your money invested all the time. That you wanna put your money in and leave it alone because over time, the markets will go up. And so you just leave it, don't try to time it. Mm -hmm. Also a myth, that's not true. And the, the third one that we like to, to talk about is that uh, in order for you to maximize what's going on inside the stock market, mm-hmm. not only do you need to be diversified and that you need to have your money uh, at work all the time, is that you can't time the market. Okay. We're told that you can't time it. It's not possible, so don't try. All right. So the three things that you mentioned, diversification, yep. leaving your money in the market, yep. and that you cannot time the market. So these are the main three myths that we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's just jump right in and give some insight related to, to those. Okay. Let's talk about diversification first. Okay. You know, after the Great Depression, people were really distraught. They lost lots of wealth. It was a Mm -hmm. bad time in the country. And they wanted a way, when I say they, the masses of people, the non-sophisticated investors that are trying to grow some wealth. Mm -hmm. They wanted a way to be safer. So what came out of that is mutual funds. Mutual funds are 
at the, were at the time not necessarily a bad idea. Today, though, with technology and what we have and what we're able to do, mm-hmm. they are no longer relevant. And so if you think about a mutual fund and diversifying your money all the way across the market with the speed at which the markets move today, mm-hmm. you're a dinosaur. It would be like trying to win the Indy 500 with a fast horse. It doesn't okay. work. So that's number one. Is, is Mutual funds is a great example. ETFs also, although better, still much too much risk. You're stuck with the market. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part of that is with diversification, we talk about diversification being a tool to, to spread out our risk, right? We, have you heard that before? Right. We've, we've all heard it. Uh, really, what that means is you're now just going to behave more like the market. Mm-hmm. You become the market. The more diversified you are, the more like the market you behave, which means you suffer the ups and the downs. And here's a little interesting mathematical statistic for all of you, everybody listening. Every time your account takes a 50% drop, Mm -hmm. you must then gain 100% just to get to zero, which is why even though the market might average an eight or 9% return year over year over long periods of time, Mm -hmm. if you just leave your money in there and let it ride, uh, you will not realize the same gains. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the biggest, you know, and we all believe that. If we asked everybody on this call, what's the best way to reduce risk? Probably three quarters of them would say diversification, mm-hmm. when in fact, that is not true. And when we get into the show a little bit further, we'll be talking about what you have in your product and how you just basically take it by storm with technology. Absolutely. Their technology, like I said, is making the methods used in the past mm-hmm. antiquated. They're no longer relevant. Diversification. Let, let's talk about the next one. Okay. Uh, you can't time the market. We've all heard that. Mm-hmm. Can't time it. Not possible. Well, it in fact is possible. The market has trends. The market behaves in a very specific way that we like to get excited about. We like mm-hmm. to get the whole, oh, geez, you know, Facebook did this or the president did that. Right. When you think about using that as a guideline, you're being guided by human emotion. And we like to say mathematics mm-hmm. is the way in which you can time the market. Because mathematics, guess what? doesn't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care who the president is. Right. It, it, <laughs> mathematics doesn't care, you know, what got tweeted or what country did what or what happened mm-hmm. it's purely mathematics so if you understand the mathematics you can in fact time the market yeah and and being that i'm an engineer and, and <laughs> speaking with you and i've known you for a little while now this is very very extremely intriguing how, <laughs> how you do what you do at iflip so yeah i uh, really appreciate that the third myth the third myth is that you must put your money in and leave it in. You must leave it in at all times. I liken that to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go play poker in Las Vegas firsthand before you even see your cards, would you go all in? And then all in every single hand after that. Mm-hmm. That is, in essence, what you're being asked to do. And that is what we believe is true. And we have a lot of people, if you look in modern portfolio theory and what's been taught in universities and how the industry has functioned, those are accepted truths. But in fact, they are a myth. So putting your money in all the time and realizing and accepting all the losses that come with it, Mm -hmm. that is not the best way Mm -hmm. to beat the market. So when you mention modern portfolio theory, we're we're also talking about the traditional financial advisors that that a lot of us use today, even even myself. Yeah. That's what you're saying. And, And it's not that they're doing anything wrong. 
it, they're doing what they were educated to do. Okay. It is, it's, there's no malice. I'm not trying to say that financial advisors are out there trying to take advantage of their clients. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do the best they can to make them money. Mm-hmm. That's what they're paid to do. And most of them, that's how they operate. However, they're operating with without technology and without access to things that some of the very large, large institutions have. Mm-hmm. I promise you that people like Warren Buffett, Donald Trump, any of those folks that participate in the stock market, they're not putting their money in mutual funds. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And, you know, we want to say that the average Joe needs to be able to trade like a pro. Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. The average <laughs> Joe needs to be able to trade like a pro. And that's part of what you're... That's very much part of what we do, yes. Okay. So give us the name of your company again. Uh, The name of our company is iFlip Invest. Okay. And how long have you been in existence? We've been in existence since 2015. Okay. We have been actively promoting our product to the public since early 2017. Okay. Okay. And uh, you're located, uh, your headquarters is here in Arizona? Yep. Right here in Scottsdale. Okay. Well, that's great. So it's it's been in existence for for a few years, but mm-hmm. you've made tremendous tremendous gains with with this Absolutely. technology. And you know, one of the things about the technology, I should speak of my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll give him a little. That'd be great. A little bit. My uh, my partner Kelly Korshak is that mathematician we've been talking about or right. alluding to. Right. He's the guy that does the math. Mm-hmm. Right. He's. You know, I like to say he's really smart. He went to Stanford. He went to the University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, he also went to Stanford when he was 16. 16 years old. 16. Wow. So that's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. He's ran math for some of the largest financial institutions in the world. He managed the risk desk at Deutsche Bank, which meant he had $4 billion of the bank's money under his algorithmic control, Mm -hmm. which is now what we're bringing to the public. So it's not like some guy named Randy decided to build some software. Mm-hmm. No, no. You know, we, we are a partnership that is very, it's very important that people understand that Kelly and what he has created is what allows the average Joe to trade like a pro. That's excellent. Excellent. So he's the chief technology officer. You're, you're the CEO. And well, well, this is good. So first we talked about some of the myths. Yep. And uh, what I want to get into in the next segment is some of what we talked about uh, previously related to just, um, you, you, you did speak to how things evolved, but mm-hmm. I really want to understand more about the difference between what you can do and gain by using your technology versus what the what the market does. Correctly. Okay. And so I, in the next couple of segments, we're going to talk about those things specifically, but okay. they break down into two things. Okay. Number one, the fee structure, the way in which the business is conducted. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is something we are revolutionizing. Okay. We are disrupting the, that that thing that is Wall Street Mm -hmm. by the way we're doing it Mm -hmm. number one number two is the risk we talked a little bit about the risk we talked about the mutual funds and some of the myths in there we'll dig deeper into that in in that last segment as well but the fee the fee piece and the risk piece so I always ask people this question if I could show you how to do anything in your life better Mm -hmm. faster and cheaper would you do it most definitely (laughs) yeah most definitely so uh, this is really great I think we had a great start. And so what we'll do is take a quick break and then we will be back and talk more about, like you said, the fee structure and and risk. Okay. That sound great? Excellent. Okay, good. Thanks, Crystal. (laughs) 
want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, aka community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Tired of working for someone else? Think you have a great business idea? Then this is for you, entrepreneurs and inventors of all ages. Let's get that biz started at our Mastermind Mixer with Crystal on Saturday, January 26th from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Uplift Center in Mesa, Arizona. Regularly $120. Mention the radio show Soaring with Eagles and pay only $80. Can't make it? No sweat. Go to our site for information. Monetize your unique ideas now. Take the jump and soar. Visit buildthatbiz.com and register today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone. We're here on Soaring with Eagles. We're actually listening to a pre-record today with iFlip Invest, the CEO and CTO of that company. And they have a revolutionary way to, to disrupt Wall Street. And they use algorithms to, to time the market. And uh, you don't necessarily have to leave your money in the market the whole time. It goes in and out based on these algorithms. So I want to make sure that we have enough time to listen to all of these segments. And so uh, if the engineers could play segment two. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. We are here on our second segment with Randy from iFlip. And so we said that we wanted to talk about fees in in this section, and then we'll be talking about risk next. So what do you want to tell us about uh, fees? Well, there's a couple of things. Let's just review a little bit what we talked about. You know, um, people are usually not aware Mm -hmm. of the fees coming out of their accounts. Okay. When they go down to a, a financial institution and have them manage their money, they just expect that it will be treated properly and they'll be charged accordingly without even looking at it. The reality is the fee structures and the way in which they charge, it's called asset under management. Okay. It's a scaling fee system. So the more your account grows, the more in fees they charge you. Mm -hmm. Not that they're doing more work, they just charge more because you have more. And in many cases, there's not even financial uh, advice availability, if you will, for the little guy. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of problems around the fees. Not just the fact that that they're being charged, Mm -hmm. but how they're being charged. Okay. The current institutions charge fees out of the brokerage account. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I mean by that? Make sure everybody gets it. Okay. When you have a account at any major institution, at any advisory, any person licensed to manage your money, and they're trading your money for you, mm-hmm. when you're doing that, the fees come out of that account. Now think about that for a minute. You're trying to grow something. Right. And you're taking out of the thing you're growing 
which will create a compounded loss. Mm -hmm. It's real important for everybody to understand what that means. A lot of us hear the word compounding, we're like, ooh, compounding interest, that's good for me, great, I love it. Well, Einstein says that compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. Okay. That's what he says. Okay. Uh, and you either understand it and get it, mm -hmm. or don't understand it and pay it. There's no other option. Right, right. And so, when we talk about that, it, it looks like this. It, we've changed the way you're charged. We allow you to pay for the service mm -hmm. outside of your brokerage account. You can put on a credit card, you can put on a debit card, and we can also show you how to make it tax deductible. So now, we've changed that process. Mm-hmm. How significant is that? Let's look at it. I got some statistics here that I want to share with you. Okay, that's all right. that'd be great. All right. Um, if you took just, let's say, for example, $50,000, a $50,000 retirement IRA, doesn't matter. It's your cash. You've saved it. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Simple. 2% on average is about what people pay in okay. this country. So say you're paying 2% in fees and you're growing at the average of the stock market, which is 8% a year. In 11 years, two astonishing facts. Number one, by year 11, you will have paid more in fees than you invested. And had the investor taken the money you paid them and invested it, they would have more money than you. So you, you started out talking about compound interest, of, of which that's something that we talk about, yep. but compound loss. Yes. So with what you just said, though, they would be making more money than correct than we would. Yes, yeah, that's obviously not good. No, it's not. But nobody notices because it's in the minutia mm -hmm. of the paperwork mm -hmm. that nobody reads. So that's the way the institution runs. So what we've done is taken that same investment capabilities, actually even better. We'll talk about that in the next segment right. of risk. Okay, and. We've allowed the customer to pay outside of it, mm -hmm. meaning they pay without the money coming out from that account. Mm -hmm. Same time frame, even on the exact same return, okay. if you were using our software, you would pay $40,000 less on a $50,000 investment in the same time frame. Wow. So not only did you pay less, you now have more money working, which means the compound on the other side, as Einstein says, you understand it, mm -hmm. so it grows for you. Yeah, that's real interesting. I'll give you another example. We just went, I just went through a client's uh, portfolio, 2018, mm -hmm. this full year. She had $590,000 in her account. Okay. She paid $8,000 in fees. Same portfolio on our platform would have paid $948 in fees. Mm -hmm. So there's another $7,500 that could have been working that now she's lost forever. She didn't just lose 7,900, it's almost eight grand. Mm -hmm. She didn't just lose that. She lost that and all its future potential earning and everything it earns potential earning. Right. And everything it earns potential earning, etc. Because it wasn't where it needed to be in order to, to work for her. Yeah, and right. now it's gone. Right. So it can never work. Right. But let's talk about that because you, you talked about the fact that there's fees and maybe um, even looking at them as quote unquote hidden fees mm -hmm. where there's, if, even if you get a, a statement from your financial advisor, you may or may not see those fees correct. noted. That is and and how, how is that? How is it that they, they don't have to supply that information? They don't even have access to it. You might not even see it because some of those fees occur at the trade point itself, meaning the, the government, FINRA and the SEC, mm -hmm. they take a third of a penny off of every transaction you make. Now, at scale, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a lot. A lot. That's why we don't notice it. Mm -hmm. It's not there. And there's 
I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 or 19 different areas of fees that don't show up on your statement. They don't show up. So is there a way to understand what those areas are, those 19 or so areas, and be able to go to your financial advisor and Your financial advisor doesn't understand it. Every single financial advisor. Anyone that's dealing with the general public, Mm -hmm. they don't understand it. There's a handful of people behind prop desks at big institutions that understand it. Mm -hmm. The government, the top officials of the SEC understand Mm -hmm. it. So you're saying they don't understand it, but is there a way to get that list of fees? To get the list of what they are? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can get that list. Okay. You can go to Finner's website and get it. Absolutely. But it's not, it's just, it's a hidden thing that we do in, in the world. And again, what we're doing is we are changing the way the industry is functioning. Mm-hmm. We're changing it at a core fundamental level by changing first the way in which we charge. So now there's no fees coming out of your brokerage. There will be a handful of of those hidden fees that you don't see that are less than pennies, but it's not going to add up to very much. Mm-hmm. That's out of our control. But the, the fees that you pay at your brokerage, you know, the lady whose account I was just telling you about, mm-hmm. she paid almost $8,000 in fees. That was the declared fees. Because also the funds themselves charge you money. Right. So if you're in a mutual fund, that fund itself is going to charge you out of the money you have in the fund. Right. So you don't see the charge. It's just part of doing business with the fund. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting industry. And as an engineer, I'm sure your brain's going off. Oh. It is. It really <laughs> is. It really is. And I'm just thinking about your software, and I'm thinking about you know what we'll be getting into next related yes. to that. And you know we've entitled this how technology is is disrupting Wall Street. Yep. But is there any other technology that you know of out there uh, that does what iFlip does? There is no technology that does what we do. Not only no technology available to the public, there's no technology at the big institutions. Mm -hmm. The big institutions do what we do, but they do it manually. Mm -hmm. They don't have automation. Mm -hmm. One of the unique things, and we'll talk a little bit about this on the next segment, not a lot, just a little, little teaser for everybody out there. (laughs) We have the unique ability to assign an independent algorithm to each and every individual stock inside of a person's portfolio. There are no buckets or funds. Mm -hmm. It's purely one-on-one. And these algorithms were developed specifically, uniquely patented, I guess, by iFlip. Proprietary. Can't patent it. It's math. You know, it's like you can't patent E equals MC square. Uh, But they are proprietary. Okay. Um, However, and they are very, they're not, they're not uncomplicated. Kelly will gladly teach you them. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to hide it. Good luck executing. <laughs> you know, and you know he was talking to me earlier, and I mentioned on the first segment. You know, he went to Stanford when he was sixteen. Sixteen, right? And he actually was enrolled at the University of Chicago before that when he was fifteen. Finished up those classes and moved to Stanford. That was his second major institution at the age of sixteen. Right. So I just wanted to give a shout out to. Um, the students that we have in Echelon Leadership Institute. So we have junior high, high school, and college students. This will be our third summer doing this business camp. And we do talk about uh, finances, general business but global business we talk about troubleshooting there's engineering topics there's topics related to a lot of different industries we do six sigma and a whole host of things and so some of those students that we've had have been 15 and 16 years old and it would just be great great for them to hear the story about 
what uh, what Kelly is doing yep. and what you're doing here at iFlip. Happy to loan them to you. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. I'll, I'll go tell them later. <laughs> okay, so we're on fees. Is there anything else specifically related to that that you'd want to share? No, just the basic idea is just be aware. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what you're paying and make sure your advisor actually does understand at least at a high level what you're paying. You know, they'll you see things zero commissions doesn't mean zero fees. Zero fees don't mean zero commissions. And I'll read the fine print. So zero fees, zero commissions. So those are obviously two different words that have two different meanings. And so uh, just being a more educated investor and yep. understanding you know, what, what you're getting into. And what was the site that you said that we could go to related to the, the fees that I asked about earlier? In, any FINRA site or SEC. You okay. can, any, it's, it's government. Mm-hmm. The government site has all. It's an encyclopedia, but you can find it there. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So thank you everyone for listening to this segment of Soaring with Eagles. And we will be back to talk about risk. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of risks in investments. So I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Excellent. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Tired of working for someone else? Think you have a great business idea? Then this is for you, entrepreneurs and inventors of all ages. Let's get that biz started at our Mastermind Mixer with Crystal on Saturday, January 26th from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m at the Uplift Center in Mesa, Arizona. Regularly $120. Mention the radio show Soaring with Eagles and pay only $80. Can't make it? No sweat. Go to our site for information. Monetize your unique ideas now. Take the jump and soar. Visit buildthatbiz.com and register today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. We're here on Soaring with Eagles. We're actually listening to a pre-record today with iFlip Invest, the CEO and CTO of that company. And here's our third segment. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. We are happy to be here at iFlip on site at the headquarters in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are now with the CTO, the Chief Technical Officer, uh, and this is Kelly. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) So thank you for joining us today. So we're going to talk in this third segment about risk. And obviously, because this is what you do for a living, you know that there's all different kinds of risks, right? Whether it's 
uh, market risk, uh, interest rate risk, equity, um, liquidity risk. There's a number of different types of risk. Concentration risk as well, where you have everything in, in, in one basket. So what type of risk are we going to focus on today? I think we should talk about uh, the two fundamental pieces of risk that occur when you do what we do here at iFlip. Uh, one of them is market risk, and that is um, generally categorized a couple of different ways. Uh, for example, concentration risk, mm-hmm. and of course, just the volatility of the market is a risk. And then there's also something called systemic risk. Okay. Systemic risk uh, are things that are exogenous to the market. Uh, for example, uh, things that could go wrong in technology mm-hmm. that prevents uh, you from executing something that you would otherwise be able to do. So with that as the, the opener for the types of risks we're going to talk about, how does your software reduce that risk? Let's talk about the market risk part first. We use algorithms to be able to manage risk. Mm-hmm. What an algorithm does is it looks at market conditions in real time and makes decisions based on its volatility and movement. Ultimately, when you think of the market, most people look at the market as something that's somewhat random with slope. Slope meaning that there is a tendency for something to move a certain way. Stocks, for example, have a tendency to move up because otherwise they wouldn't be listed as public stocks. Mm -hmm. But during their journey to move higher, um, stocks, like anything else, go through cycles. And and something goes through cycles, um, news comes out that represents that cycle, and um, it, of course, creates movement in the stock. Uh, Sometimes it's adverse. If it's adverse and you own the stock, uh, that bears a risk. Uh, Using an algorithm, which is a mathematical formula to uh, uh, understand the movement Okay. Of, uh, of an entity or the movement of some phenomena, um, we are able to um, manage the especially downside risk uh, that might occur in, in this journey of a stock. Mm-hmm. So that's one component um, that we use, which is it's fundamental. It's to use a mathematical formula to simulate the movement of a stock. And then, of course, make our ownership of that stock dependent on that algorithm. I own it when it's going up as best I can, but I lose it and do not own it if the market behaves adversely to me. Okay, so there's obviously hundreds and thousands of, of, of stocks uh, that, that, that mm-hmm. somebody could invest in. So how does your algorithm work related to, we talked about stocks and bonds and some other things earlier, but how does your algorithm address all of that? Well, let's talk about the, I think the first part of your question was there's hundreds of thousands of stocks and there's certainly a vast uh, a number of stocks right. in the universe. And so one algorithm doesn't fit all. It's like not all people speak English. Right. Not all people speak Chinese. Not mm-hmm. all people speak French. Um, so some stocks behave better, for example, think of them as people, um, and respond better to English, and others respond better to French. Okay. So when you build an algorithm, you build it specifically to try to manage the language of that stock. So for example, the language of a stock is simply its volatility. If you look at the volatility of a stock in the way it moves, it has a consistent behavior, generally over time. And generally, there's certain kinds of algorithms that we can mathematically evaluate to determine if we should use that on that particular stock. So, hey, we find out that stocks that have, uh, for example, 
volatility, let's create numbers between one and two, mm -hmm. those ones we use algorithms that speak English. Okay. And if it's between two and three, we use algorithms that speak French. And if they're between five and ten, we use algorithms, for example, that speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. So uh, pardon the uh, use of the fact that um, the China markets are much more volatile. So I use that for that reason. Interesting, interesting. So when we look at uh, risk, you mentioned market risk was the main thing that that you're looking at with the software. Correct. Market risk, the best way to define that, of course, we know the market represents the fundamental risk that all people take when they own some form of stock or bond. Mm -hmm. And what is the market risk specifically? It's pretty easy. We know that it is earnings reports on stocks. And for example, in the case of bonds, it could be reports that come out from the Federal Reserve. Like for example, today, Chairman Powell for the US Federal Reserve came out and spoke and he made the stock market feel much better about itself. So it introduced volatility because of information that was moved into the market. And so the algorithm, of course, on the other side of it, recognizes these forms of risk, which means exogenous information that is injected to a system, and our system in this case is equity markets or bond markets, okay. and then things inside of that system need to be able to be there to absorb that information, and those are algorithms in our case. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Randy talked about uh, what he called like three myths that, that financial advisors mm -hmm. tell, tell everyone. And so one had to deal with uh, diversification as well as leaving your money in the market. Also, that you can't predict the market. Again, looking at risk and looking at uh, what he calls the three myths, uh, what, what do you want to tell our listening audience today about what you do at iFlip? Well, well uh, let me address one of those myths uh, first, which okay. is comes that is the most common one that I feel that Wall Street, which I was a part of for mm -hmm. most of my career, emphasizes and makes sure that the public understands and lives with, which mm -hmm. is you cannot time the market. False. If this was the case, if you could not time the market, then it would not. It would be unreasonable to think that um, why would a stock, for example, have a characteristic of moving higher? Most stocks move higher. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they wouldn't be publicly offered for you to buy mm -hmm. if if they were failing and their earnings were bad. Then these stocks no longer cease to exist. For example, an Eastman Kodak. So those are stocks that at one time existed, at one time flourished, and then as the years go by, their technology doesn't change enough, and mm -hmm. they they lose their earnings to new technology, and then they drift away. So the myth, if we know that you, if someone says they can't time the market, that's basically saying that the market, of course, is completely random. But by definition, it moves up 85, about 85% of the time. If you look month over a month, 85% uh, of the months over the last 50 years in the market are up months. Well, obviously, that is not a random event. But by saying you can't time the market, that means you're saying it's random. So right off to there, there's a juxtaposition. It's those two positions don't match. So that is a myth. It can be done, um, and it can be done thoughtfully if you use 
proper techniques. And the first proper technique is try to model the way a stock behaves. Mm -hmm. And we do it with algorithms. Mm -hmm. Let me address another risk that I think you mentioned, Crystal, which was diversification. For example, the classic way that years ago was invented that showed that diversification was the way to be able to manage risk. Okay. The way this came about in the early 1950s when a, a person named Markowitz came up with something called modern portfolio theory. It was after World War II, they realized that the first, that people at that time could didn't know how and didn't have enough money to pay, for example, to buy a single stock. So the thing of a mutual fund was created. Mm -hmm. And a mutual fund was, the idea there was for more participation in the market. And these mutual funds would buy a broad array of stocks and say, hey, you know what? You're going to own a fraction of General Motors and a fraction of Ford and a fraction right. of General Electric, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then, by the way, when you own, by putting these things into one big uh, pool, and you own a little piece of it, you diversified over these different stocks. And then, but these different stocks had a tendency to move up because the market generally moves up. Correct. Well, the, there is a problem with that, especially as the years have gone by. One problem with that is, is that the assumption of doing it this way would be is that all of these stocks will not move together. In other words, all stocks will behave differently during different times. So for example, um, General Electric one day uh, during certain periods will behave very good, mm -hmm. while at the same time if a stock like General Electric is doing good, and there's high demand, for example, for its machineries or things like this, then other things um, may not do so well during that time. Like, for example, stocks that are sensitive to interest rates. Mm -hmm. Because if the economy is growing, generally interest rates will be higher. And if interest rates are higher, then that means that uh, the demand for money is higher. And therefore, it should at some point choke off an economy and make it grow more steady. What we found, especially um, recently, that when things happen bad, when bad things happen, like mm -hmm. 1987, uh, 2000, uh, April 2000, right. uh, all of 2008, right. uh, late 2007, early 2009, there's a thing, a factor called a, a, a correlation factor where all things become correlated. When people want their money, they sell everything. You've mm -hmm. Then guess what? All things go down. Mm -hmm. When things sink, they all sink. There's more sophisticated things to say that this diversification thing is also poor and also a myth, which is this one. I'll add one more. Okay. There's a little bit complex, but try to understand. The classic way to invest was, and Markowitz pointed this out specifically in his paper, that won a Nobel Prize, by the way, was that you want to invest your money in bonds and stocks. So the classic way was when you were a young man, you would invest, if you were 20 years old and you happen to have a job at 20, you would invest 20% of your money into bonds and 80% of your money into the stock market, thinking that the interest rate markets, the bonds, are much more safe and stocks are more risky. And then as you get older, you would do it the other way around. If I'm 80 years old, I would invest 80% of my money in bonds okay. and 20% of my money into stocks because I'm older and I need to be safer. The problem that Markowitz's uh, paper didn't address is something called convexity. That's a very complex way of expressing this, but convexity means that at very low interest rates, um, this idea breaks down. Why? Because 
a bond's behavior in price changes at the higher price it gets. In other words, when interest rates are low, the price of the underlying bond is very high. And if this is the case, when prices get certain value of price, then all of a sudden their sensitivity to interest rate movements offered by, for example, the Federal Reserve or fiscal policies offered by the government is doesn't change things much. And they offer they no longer offer the protection of being decorrelated in a different kind of investment in stocks. As a matter of fact, they behave exactly the same. So that risk fails at a very low interest rate environment, which, by the way, we are currently in. It's changing on the edge. For example, uh, it's lower now. Interest rates are lower than they were a few years ago. But nonetheless, it's still so low that uh, the risk of owning stocks and bonds as diversifiers um, do not hold. In other words, owning stocks and bonds is not a diversifier. It is not a good risk management technique mm-hmm. that we used to think it used to be mm-hmm. for so many years. Yet Wall Street continues to purport this, and it's because this is what they've been trained to do, and I don't disagree that there's truth to it uh, under most of the time, but there are plenty of times, and this is one of them, where it is just simply not true. Okay, so how does the technology at iFlip actually handle all of this in the algorithm? There's, there's a number of algorithms that you use? Yes. Again, just like one algorithm can speak to maybe 50 stocks, uh, as Crystal mentioned before, there's thousands of stocks. So at iFlip, we deal with the S&P 500 because the S&P 500 do represent the highest value, uh, highest market cap of the companies in this country, at least. And what we try to do is say, look, of these 500 companies, we have many different algorithms. And some of these algorithms speak to some of these stocks. Mm -hmm. Some of these algorithms speak to all of the stocks, but not all of these uh, algorithms speak to all of the stocks. It sounds familiar from Abraham Lincoln. But at the end of the day, I think it is key to understand that when you build something that seems to mimic the behavior of a stock and smooth its ownership by using an algorithm instead of just the stock, that you need several algorithms to be able to manage different stocks. And so that's what iFlip does. We created a database of algorithms that have been individually vetted against stocks. So we might have some stocks that have 10 different algorithms that might trade well on them, and other stocks where maybe only two or three are able to go through our vetting process. So what are some final comments that you would have uh, in 30 seconds or less to to tell someone that they really need to be a, a client of, of iFlip? It's really as simple as this. The, the best way to manage money and provide a journey of your uh, wealth in your savings mm-hmm. throughout your life is to have some expectation in the future that your money will be there when you need it. Mm-hmm. So we don't ever want to go into our retirement thinking that we might we, our retirement coincides with a 2008 event. iFlip offers the security of being able to say that within any given point in time in the future that your investment using our algorithms will be somewhere near the highs. Mm. That's a mighty powerful claim. I understand that it is um, an interesting and very powerful claim, and we've been. Um, this has come back to me many times. However, um, I have spent time in my career around very wealthy people, billionaires, mm-hmm. that um, have proven that they can time the market, and uh, they've made billions of dollars doing it. Um, and they are very well-known people, and they use these very same techniques um, that um, iFlip offers. And uh, as a matter of fact, I wrote some of these techniques for some of these people. Mm-hmm.
Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And welcome, we did Crystal. not go into a couple of things that I said I wanted to go into related to your background. And uh, can you just share a little bit about yourself and what you did at 16? <laughs> um, I, um, is, um, I was a person that was very fortunate. I had a mother and a father that forced school on me at a very young age and made me do things I didn't want to do. I ended up, I was one of those people that went to college at 16 years old. Um, I, I, I was a person that went to Stanford um, and I also got a graduate degree at the University of Chicago in mathematics. Mm -hmm. At 16? Um, I went to Stanford at 16 years old, yes. Wow. All of what you've stated today related to risk has been really, really well, thank um, you. very, very informative. And um, I wish I'd lived the best. And Thank um, you very much. We will be trying to do whatever we can to send more clients your way. Well, thank you so much, Crystal. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pride. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you've heard uh, the segments from iFlip invest and uh, this is one of those shows that uh, just like some of the others where I say that you should go back and listen to the show again and some of the things that, that we talked about uh, and some of the things that they brought up that makes them different from other financial advisors or, or uh, they're not financial advisors they actually have an algorithm a number of algorithms that they use to help you with investing and one of the things that's different about uh, iFlip invest is that they have proof. They have data that speaks to what they've been able to do. Double digits, it was like 12% higher than um, what you would normally get uh, investing yourself in Wall Street without these algorithms. So what we want you to do here as part of Soaring with Eagles is we always try to give you information to, to help make you better, whether it's your business, uh, your life in general, um, and in this case, we're looking at your finances. So we want you to be a more uh, aware investor, a more educated investor, and have where you have specific questions that you can go and ask your financial advisor. So you may say, Crystal, um, I don't have a financial advisor. So that is something that everybody should have. Now, whether you're using them uh, to manage your money, uh, and it doesn't matter really how much money you have, you need, you need to have where you have started trying to Put money aside that you can invest. Um, so use them, but don't put everything there. Part of what we're saying with iFlip Invest is that they have software that has numerous algorithms that have been vetted across a number of types of investments and stocks where it they can prove that it, it, it works. And so with the teleconferences that they have every Tuesday night, you can hear more from Randy, you can hear more from his staff on what it is that they do. But what I'm saying is you need to purchase this software, okay? And you need to have money set aside that you can invest, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $50,000, $100,000, uh, You need to invest using this software. Um, they have proof that it's guaranteed that you're going to, to have uh, better returns than you would have normally. So if you're able to see that with a partial investment, and then um, you may look at what you have with your financial advisors and maybe move some of the money over and manage it yourself using this software. Now, they do have, as I mentioned, uh, this teleconference every Tuesday night. That is not to demo the software. The teleconference is to explain about the technology, explain about the algorithms, and just give you some more information about what they've done. 
Now, uh, they do have where they can do a demo of the software for you and you can meet with their team. I uh, am actually an affiliate of uh, iFlip Invest. And so I will be giving a link on um my uh, email list, my text list, Facebook list, and, and uh, LinkedIn and, and other places, a link to our Build That Biz affiliate link. So when you go to look at uh, the, the webinars and when you go to get more information, then they would see that it's based on you watching this show and being um, in connection uh, with what we are doing here at Soaring with Eagles and Build That Biz. Now, I just want to touch on a few things before we end our show in the next 10 minutes or so. Um, part of being aware and part of being a more educated investor is understanding history. Okay. Now, their algorithms take all of these things into place, but you yourself need to understand, you know, what, what happened uh, in the past? What happened when it was the Great Depression? What happened when it was the dot-com bomb? What happened in 1987, in 2000, 2007, 2008? What happened in all of these years that you continue to hear in a lot of these presentations? Or if, if you look at uh, documentaries, my husband and I look at a number of things on Netflix uh, related to documentaries is that you're able to actually not look at them and just take their word for it, but actually investigate yourself. And now, you know, not that everything you find on the internet is true, but you do need to have where you uh, look at various sources to just to try to see for yourself. At iFlipInvest, all one word, iFlipInvest.com, you can go on their website. You can look at some of their data. You can see the testimonials of people that have used uh, their software. You can see the testimonials of people who have moved all of their investments from their financial advisors over to having the algorithms at iFlipInvest manage their money. Okay. Now, they do have where you can pick and choose and create um like your own menu of what you would do, but then they also have algorithms specifically for certain things. And I mentioned the S&P 500. Again, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm just here to let you know that there are some tools out there that can help you uh, do a better job potentially with your, with your finances. Now, uh, one of the things that we also talked about is reducing risk. And there's all different kinds of risk. And one of the things that I'm talking about is, uh, you know, related to investment risk and uh, currency risk and liquidity risk. And we also talked about concentration risk is having all of your money and all of what you do concentrated in one area or under one way of managing um, is, is, is not good. OK. And so when we talk about diversification, when we talk about leaving your money in the market and not touching it and just letting it ride um, and uh, that you can't time the market, all of the things that they mentioned as myths that uh, they were able to refute is that we need to be a more educated investor. OK, so learn these terms, learn about investing talk to a financial advisor and ask him about the fees. He mentioned that the fees normally come out of your brokerage account. And so that means that the money that you have invested, your fees are coming out for the various things that, that they're investing for you and maybe even including their fees. So that's money that's not working for you because it was uh, used on fees. So you want to have where you maybe do something like they do at iFlip Invest is that you can pay the fees related to them and what they're doing off of a credit card or in, in a different method, not off of the money that is supposed to be invested. And so that's where he used the term um, compounding loss. Uh, and compounding loss is, is not good because the money that 
you could have made from the money that was used for the fees is, is not there for you to make that money. And other things that you could have maybe invested in because you had that money, it's not there either. So uh, you want to, as I mentioned, potentially listen to this show again and make sure that you listen uh, to each segment because each segment has uh, a different purpose. Um, the first one was a general overview and just to talk about the market in general. The second segment was to talk about the fees. And the third segment were, was to talk about the specific kinds of risk. Now, if you're a more educated investor, that means that you would be able to go to your financial advisor and just simply ask some questions. Now, he gave the site, and we can give you some more information on that as well, where you can get a listing of all of the different kinds of fees that potentially come out. But he said that most financial advisors don't necessarily look at that because it's just something that comes out. But you want to know what's going on with your money, so you need to be able to ask these questions. If you're still happy with everything that's going on with them, then great. Uh, we have a financial advisor. Uh, I am going to be asking him some questions related to um, you know, the different things that that we have uh, gone through related to this show with iFlip Invest. And um, we've also done some diversification. We've taken our money portions of our money and invested it in other ways that our financial advisor um, didn't necessarily agree with, but it's it's our money and we need to be able to do what we feel is best for, for the money that we're trying to manage. And um, based on what we did outside of that, uh, we've done very well. So you need to be able to have where you can understand uh, as much as you can. Everybody's not going to understand everything, but understand as much as you can to be a more uh, a more aware, uh, more educated investor. Uh, we talked about a number of things related to mutual funds and, and how maybe that's not the best thing for us to do right now. But again, all of these things are just things for you to think about, things for you to think about. And one question that Randy posed to me is that if you can do something better, cheaper, faster, it's more reliable, less risk, would you do it? it and, and the answer is most likely yes. So if, if there's a better way to invest, a cheaper way to invest, um, it's faster and it's more reliable, then it's something that I'm actually going to, to, to take a look at. And uh, it's cheaper because the types of fees and the fees that they have at iFlip Invest is cheaper than what you would be charged at most financial advisors, okay? And then the other thing is, as I mentioned, is that the fees are taken out of your account a different way. And you're able to leave your money in the market when you want and take it out when you want and not just let it ride because then you're taking those dips and your money is taking those dips as well when the market is going up and down. Now, a lot of people have stated that... Uh, that we're due for another crash uh, with whether we're saying that it's due to the current economy or things going on uh, in government and, and just around the world, but we're due for another crash. So we need to make sure that we're doing whatever we can right now to have good investments and have an understanding of the market so that we um, are not going to feel, uh, feel it maybe as, as much as some other people may based on how they're currently managing their money.
All right. So iflipinvest.com. I will give the link related to our affiliation so that you can go ahead and take a look at some of those webinars and get some more information. And they also have the teleconference that's every Tuesday night. And I will be giving some more information on their site and what they're doing uh, there as well. So I would like to thank Randy and Kelly of iFlip Invest. And I hope you all have enjoyed this show. Please go back and listen. There was a lot of specifics that were given. And I hope it helps you manage your money better here at Soaring with Eagles. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.